Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We've been studying together in the book of 1 John, and we're in 1 John chapter 2 again today, our second study in this second chapter of 1 John. Now, we've gone verse by verse through most of the New Testament, and we've uh, taken many months now to do so, and maybe you're just listening for the first time, or maybe you've missed here lately and you want to catch up or get in on some of those past studies. Here's how you can do that. If you listen to podcasts, Wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever, you can find us there. Just go to where you get your, your podcast, type in Striving for Revival, and you'll be able to listen to all the archived Bible studies there via the podcast, and that enables you to uh, listen at your own time, at your own pace, and if you subscribe, you'll get all of these just right there, and you can uh, stay with us as we study through the Bible. Last broadcast, we talked about a great word in chapter number two, and it's that word, advocate, an advocate with the Father. Now, John's desire is what every parent, every pastor, every person's desire ought to be for those they care about, that we would not sin. His desire is that we would all live a life above sin, but we know that's not possible. The Bible teaches that it's not possible. You're not going to be sinless until you are in the presence of the Savior in heaven. Now, we have a new man on the inside that does not commit sin, but this old flesh sins every single day for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. And that didn't stop once you got saved. And it continues. Every bad thought, every idle word, everything about our life is marked by that old sin nature. But his desire is, he said, my little children, he said, I wish you wouldn't sin. I, I, I wish you'd live a holy life, a life just like Christ. And that's what we're all striving to do. But he said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. And I talked about it last broadcast. An advocate is a legal term. And it basically, in our modern terminology, means a defense attorney a lawyer that stands up and pleads the case of one who is under the scrutiny of guilt, one who potentially has done a crime and is going to be sentenced for it. But that defense attorney, that lawyer, advocate, stands up and pleads the case on behalf of the one who is under the microscope. Now, our advocate, our defense attorney, is named Jesus Christ, and his resume is he's righteous. So we have a defense attorney that has not sinned, cannot sin, will not sin, does not sin. We have a righteous defense attorney who cannot lose a case, has not lost a case, and won't start with yours. And though you and I sin and fall short and miss the mark every single day, he does not. And he stands on our behalf, and he presents our case to God the Father. Jesus, the, the defense attorney, God the Father, the judge. And Jesus said, Father, you know they're weak, and their flesh is weak and frail, and yes, they've sinned. But God, don't forget this, Father, that I shed my blood for them. I died for them, 
And there was a day they put their faith in me, and yes, they've sinned, but my blood is still there. And he pleads our case, and thank God our sins can be forgiven because of our advocate. Not just our advocate, but because of confession it talks about in the first chapter, verse 9. And that confession brings that cleansing and forgiveness of all, not just some, but all unrighteousness. Now there's another great Bible word in verse number 2. This is a new verse for our study, and let's read it now. It says, and he is the propitiation. There's the word propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world so jesus is the advocate that pleads our case but he's also the propitiation for our sins now that word propitiation harkens back to the old testament and it takes our thinking back to the jewish tabernacle and temple system and more significant than that, it takes us into the holy place of the tabernacle or the holy place of the temple to the mercy seat. There was a day in the Old Testament dichotomy called the Day of Atonement. Atonement, we can break it down at one mint. When your sins are atoned for as a nation and you can be at one with God again. The Day of Atonement was a day of sacrifice offered for the sins of priests and people. The sin of the nation was atoned for by a substitute or a sacrifice. On the Day of Atonement, the high priest would sprinkle the blood of the sin offering. And at that time, God's wrath regarding sin would be, here's the word, propitiated. That word propitiated means appeased or satisfied. What would appease and satisfy the wrath of God toward the sin of man? Nothing but the blood. The blood of the substitute, the blood of the sacrifice on that mercy seat would propitiate or appease or satisfy the wrath of God for another year on the Day of Atonement. So the idea is God was satisfied when blood was shed for sin. The same word is used in Romans 3.25, referring to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That verse has the phrase within it, whom God had set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. So here it tells us that Jesus Christ, the righteous, is the propitiation. He is the satisfying. He is the appeasing. He is that, uh, that uh, atoning factor when it comes to our sin. That is, he, through his own blood, has satisfied the righteous demands of a holy God that sin be judged. God must judge sin. He is just and the justifier. He is both the one who must judge sin, and he's also the one who can let the sinner who's been saved go free. So God judged my sin in Jesus Christ, and God judged your sin in Jesus Christ. And our wrath, the wrath toward us, was propitiated in Christ, appeased in Christ, satisfied in Christ. His death became that which satisfied God's justice. 
So the idea borders upon that of an appropriate sacrifice on the behalf of our sin. The blood of goats and sheep could not atone forever, but the blood of Jesus Christ can atone eternally. It's significant. That work of Christ, that propitiatory work on the cross of Calvary, was not just for our sins, but look what the verse says, for the sins of the whole world. What an amazing statement. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but of everlasting life the lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness but his long suffering toward us were not when the any should perish but that all should come to repentance for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved but god commended his love toward us and the yet sinners christ died for uh, salvation is not for the select few. Salvation is for the world. Now, not everybody will get saved, but everybody can be saved, and Christ is the propitiation for their sin. He is the satisfaction for uh, God's wrath, the appeasing of God's justice. It is Jesus that answers the question, how can I, who am guilty of sin, be forgiven and saved only through the shed blood, the acceptable sacrifice, the satisfactory sacrifice, the propitiating sacrifice of the blood of the Son of God. And it's not a limited atonement. And it's not a narrow atonement. It is a whosoever will, the sins of the whole world, propitiation. And that means no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, no matter your skin color, your education, your economic bracket, no matter if you're breathing air today, you don't have to die in your sin. Your sin could be propitiated. It could be forgiven. The wrath of God could be appeased in your life if you will just accept Christ as your Savior. Your sin was judged at Calvary. Your wrath was poured out at Calvary. Your hell was paid for at Calvary. And now you've got to make a decision. You can accept Christ and say it's been paid, or you can reject Christ and pay for it yourself. And if you pay for it yourself, you'll never get it paid, and that's why you have to spend eternity in hell. But the good news is we have an advocate. And our advocate is righteous. His name is Jesus Christ, and he's the propitiation for our sins. But not for ours only, for the sins of the whole world. Well, there's a good Bible study for today. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.